Psalm 146. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Richard. Uh, Praise. Praise. Uh, I don't think we've been awfully good at it. I haven't. I don't think we have been terribly good at it. But we're getting better. Much better, I think. And uh, this evening we begin this little series on, uh, uh, these are called the Hallelujah Psalms, the last five Psalms, 146 to 150, so called because they all begin and end with this phrase, praise the Lord, which in the Hebrew uh, is Hallelujah. And uh, I reckon at the end of the series and at the end of this evening we'll be a bit better still at praising our wonderful God's. So let's pray that we would, Uh, and we pray, let's pray this would be a, a good little series as we embark on it this evening. Let's pray together. Father, what a, what a privilege to look at these last five Psalms, and, uh, we pray, Father, you'd speak to us and just help us to understand a bit more about what praise actually is, and how we can commit ourselves To praising you, we pray for Jesus' sake. Amen. And perhaps one thing that we ought to say straight away is that that praise, the command here, uh, is a plural word. So it's addressed to groups of people, not just individuals. Of course, it's addressed to us as part of the wider group as an individual. But it's encouraging us all to praise the Lord as a group. So... uh, uh, Psalm 146, let's keep it open in front of us. And uh, can we have it um, on here, Wendy? Is it there somewhere? Coming up any moment now. There we go. Great, thank you. And uh, uh, so we're thinking this evening about praise. Uh, Spurgeon called this, this gladsome psalm. But he would, he was Victorian, so uh, so you might expect him to say something like this. And uh, the whole, uh, the idea of the psalms as a whole is that they're here to help us to praise God. And perhaps especially when we don't feel like it very much. So uh, there is a reason why these last five psalms come at the end. 
The psalm doesn't start, praise the Lord, praise all over the show. And it comes at the end. And as you go through the psalms, there are all sorts of psalms which are saying, oh, Lord, I'm feeling rubbish, and please would you wipe out those people. And uh, uh, this is just, you know, this is just terrible what's happened, and I'm not really not sure I can cope and all the rest of it. But the idea of the Psalter, the group of psalms, 150 of them uh, in total, is that actually it's, it's, being, it's, it's giving us a mouthpiece to say what our hearts are feeling. And tonight, you may be thinking, I don't know about you, but ever since uh, uh, staff uh, prayers on Friday lunchtime, we heard about Nathan and uh, uh, we've been praying for Chris. Now, but I, just, I don't know, every five, ten minutes, just wanting to pray for them. And you may well be thinking like I do, coming over, over to church tonight, Lord, that's awful. It's terrible. And my heart is uh, so often up at, the, uh, up at the hospital there in London and with the three of them there. And, uh, um, and you know, do I really feel like praising God? But actually it's one of the things the Bible does is to encourage us to praise him even on evenings like tonight. Even when we get together to pray uh, for Nathan and Chris Nemer after the service. You may have come to church just not feeling much like praising God. And actually, at the moment, you're probably not feeling much like praising God either. Maybe that's it. But as we go through, why not pray that God would help you individually and us together to genuinely praise him uh, as as a result of, of reading through this psalm together tonight. First thing, I might also pray that my voice will last out for the next 20 minutes or so. Uh, so the first thing is praise our Lord, verses 1 to 5. Now, here, when you look at verse 1 here, it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord my soul. And it's set out, it's a bit like a worship leader. It's a bit like Matt saying, praise the Lord. And we all respond saying, praise the Lord my soul. And, uh, uh, and actually, uh, it's saying, isn't it, that, that um, uh, we would, we're going to be more enthusiastic about this, about what we do, as we understand more, that praise, real praise, comes from our soul. Praise the Lord, my soul. So it's not just a show, but real genuine praise and worship um, comes from the word of God getting into our minds, getting into our hearts and souls and wills, and then being expressed in words spoken or sung. So real praise is actually quite a thoughtful thing. And it's planted in our souls first. And when it comes out, because praise is praise, seems to me that when we're praising God, it's quite difficult to look glum all the time. Seems to me that if you're on the, in the band up here, actually we should be encouraging them by smiling. Now, tonight, I have to say, I found this service really difficult so far tonight, because I haven't been singing. Because I want to preserve my voice, so you might be able to hear something, uh, in the last part of the sermon. But actually, I've been thinking, I can still want to look joyful and praise God in these songs. C.S. Lewis said this, praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. Inner health made audible. So real praise comes from our souls, and if we're healthy, spiritually, we will praise God. Inner health made audible. And if you're a person who doesn't praise God ever, 
then usually that's a reason for that. I even found this, uh, this quotation this week. A guy called John Pulsford, another Victorian, 1857, he said this, There is no heaven, either in this world or in the world to come, for people who do not praise God. Because praise is a natural activity of a saved soul. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. And we see here, uh, here, there are three little subheadings. First of all, it's a command. It's a command for the people of God to worship God. The worship of God is our business, is what we do. It is our business when we meet together, amongst other things, to praise and to worship our God. We may not feel particularly great, we may not feel we particularly want to, but actually, let's do this. It's our people, it's our, it's our business as God's people. Second thing you see here is not just a command, but is also a decision. Do you notice verse 2? I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. I'm going to do this, he says. You don't have to. You don't have to praise God. You may decide, well, I'm not going to do this today. It's a bad day. Or you may decide, and uh, I want to encourage you to say, well, look, it's a rubbish day, but I'm still going to praise God. You see, praising God is a bit like this. It's a Mexican wave. That's at the 2012 Olympics, okay? And, uh, um, and it's a bit like, you know, if you want to get a Mexican wave going, say half a dozen of you, you think no with your mates, you think, well, we're all going to do this, and maybe they'll catch on and they'll go around the stadium, okay? So you make the decision to do that. And if it works then thousands of other people there in that stadium will also make a decision to join in. And that's what praise is like. It's actually the guys in the band, for instance, saying, well, we've made a decision. We're going to be here. We've been invited to help lead the sung worship here, the praising of God here tonight, for instance. And we've said yes. And then individually, we want to join in with that. It's a little bit like uh, a Mexican wave, isn't it? And uh, you're going to join in too? It's a good thing to do. And then the third thing is, not just a Mexican wave, a decision, but it's also a commitment. In verse 2, there is real resolve. It's, I mean to do this. He's saying, I want to do this, and I intend to do this all my life, as long as I live, whether it's 70 or 80 years still to go, or the next six months, or forever, however long I've got. Why do I keep on quoting Victorians? Anyway, that's uh, C.H. Spurgeon. And he said, we cannot be too firm in the holy resolve to praise God, for it is the chief end of our living and being that we should glorify God and enjoy him forever. So we cannot be too firm in the holy resolve to praise God. It's a commitment. It's what we're talking about. It's a commitment to praise God. God. Now, would you make that commitment to praise God, to say, I want to do this, Lord, with your help, the chief end of mankind? Will you be a praiser, not just a thanker, not just someone who thanks God, but someone who praises God for who he is, for his nature, for his character, because of what he's like? Would you be a praiser? There is a difference. It's not just thanking, but it's praising God. Someone committed to praise 
the Lord. Now, verses 3 and 4 here, they talk about uh, how you can put your trust elsewhere. Princes, you look in verse 3, do not put your trust in princes. Princes are um, uh, the influential, they're the leaders, they're the icons of this world. And there are two problems with them. First, look at verse 3, they can't save you. And the second is, verse 4, they're going to die. Now, they might be great people, and they might be uh, great Christian people, but in the end, we've got to trust and worship our God and not human beings. So, for instance, here's Mark Ashton. Mark was a guy through whom I became a Christian. He was the curate of our church in Beckenham uh, when... uh, Uh, Anna and I got involved with the youth group there and became Christians. Um, He died in 2010, I think it was, at my age, 62, cancer. Now, people are however good and however positive. He's one of the most influential Christian leaders of his generation. But in the end, they will always disappoint you. Now, you may think that's a bit harsh. When Mark died, I was obviously very sad. I was uh, uh, disappointed because I imagined he'd live into his 80s and continue to influence me uh, in new ways and so on, in the way that he had throughout my Christian life up to that point. And it felt kind of lonely when Mark died. But we're not going to put our trust in and we're not going to worship human beings Because in the end, they will always disappoint us, no matter how influential, how positive they've been, like Mark on my life, for instance. So make that commitment. It's an individual thing, but it's also a corporate thing. You look at verse 5 here. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob. Notice the plurals, those whose hope is in the Lord their God. This is the church. It's a group of people. So much more we could say. It's a group of people whose help and whose hope is in the Lord their God. And that's what uh, I want us to be. A group of people whose help and whose hope is in the Lord our God. So praise. We're going to praise our Lord. It's a command. It's a decision. And it's a commitment. Second thing to say is this. Praise our Lord, the Lord. And we're looking at verses 6 to 10. I mean, why why praise God rather than uh, anyone else? Well, I think the first thing to do is to look at Psalm 146 again, but this time half close your eyes. Because uh, there's a word there which comes time and time again, and it's written in capitals. It's Lord's. I think it comes 11 times in 10 verses. The Lord. And in verses 6 to 10, there are four great reasons why we praise the Lord and not anyone else. Four great reasons which should make us want to praise the Lord. Even if we didn't really want to when we turned up tonight. Even if we don't particularly want to now because we're feeling pretty raw. So what are these? Well, we praise him, first of all, because of, of his creation. Praise the Lord, our Lord, the Lord, because of his creation. So you have a look at verse 6. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He made all this. He brought it into existence. He created you. He gave you life. 
He remains faithful forever to that creation. So he hasn't just created us and walked off. He hasn't abandoned us. When we rebelled against our creator, he could have packed up and given up, but he hasn't. He remains faithful to his creation. And there's a lot of stuff packed up here uh, in in verse 6. But verse 6 is actually about the gospel. It says here, uh, the sea and everything in them, he remains faithful forever. Jesus came. Jesus died for his creation, killed by his creation, but he remains faithful. And one day, Jesus is coming back, and there will be a new creation, a new heaven and earth, filled with new creations. People like you and me, Christian people. And in this new creation, we will live with God in perfect harmony. The creatures and the creator living together in harmony once more. Because God remains faithful forever to his creation, to you and to me. And that is one reason to praise the Lord. That the Lord, because of his creation, because of his faithfulness to his creation. His faithfulness to you and to me, day by day by day. And there's another one, second, because of his grace. We praise our Lord, the Lord, because of his grace. Verses 7 to 9. There are nine verbs there. And Lord uh, is, uh, is, the, is there with every one of them. And actually, Jesus has done every one of these things. You see here in Jesus, his life and his ministry. We see it physically in Jesus' life and ministry. We see it spiritually in Jesus' life and ministry. You read verses 6, 7, 8, and 9 here, and I'm thinking, Jesus. That's a story about Jesus. That's a picture about Jesus. Verse 7, he upholds the cause of the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. He sets prisoners free. He gives sight to the blind. He lifts up those who are bowed down. He loves the righteous and so on. It is Jesus, isn't it? Uh, Now, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, but all those things there, we don't don't see these uh, kind of miracles and so on at BH, do we? I mean, look at the beginning of verse 8. The Lord... Uh, gives sight to the blind, the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down, the Lord loves the righteous. Have you met Jan Hills? If you haven't, you ought to come to the morning service and meet her. Jan was at home and fell over and bashed her head, was taken to hospital, had a bad bleed on the brain and um, was on life support. And the doctors wanted to turn it off. We were praying. Her three boys are Christians. They and their families were praying. And uh, they said, when the doctor suggested turning off Chen's life support, they said, "Um, can we wait a bit? Because we want to pray. We want to carry on praying. And Jan turned the corner. And the doctors were going to turn everything off. They said there was no hope. But our God of grace knew otherwise. Jen's here. Pretty much every week in our morning service. You ought to come and meet her. She's a walking, living miracle. We praise our God, the Lord, because of his creation, because of his grace. And third, because of his judgment. 
Look at the end of verse 9. It says he frustrates the ways of the wicked. That's an element of God's judgment in the world today. Notice the present tense. It's part of God's judgment now. All those we would ignore or reject. God doesn't. The foreigner. The fatherless. The widow. All those risking their lives in the English Channel in pathetically small inflatable boats with tiny outboards. I wonder what the Lord thinks. I wonder what God thinks about the people smugglers taking very large amounts of money and putting people's lives at risk. Praise our Lord, the Lord, who frustrates the ways of the wicked and will do so eternally when justice is done. So we praise our Lord, the Lord, for his because of his creation, his grace, his judgment. And then the fourth thing here, because of his eternity. We see in verse 10, the Lord reigns. He wins forever, for all generations. Zion in verse 10, it's a picture of God's people uh, in heaven. It's an eternal perspective. God reigns forever. His kingdom will never come to an end. And we... If we're Christians, are going to be part of that forever and ever and ever. So how do you feel? What do you want to do? You read Psalm 146. Should we go and have a cup of coffee then? Well, I don't think we should actually. I think what we need to do is to praise our God. Psalm 146, it's the first hallelujah psalm. So I hope you're not just kind of impressed. Oh, well done, God, that's terrific, kind of, you know, well done, that's really good. Um, And I hope you're not thinking just that. I hope in your heart, in your soul, there is praise welling up from within. I hope you want to say hallelujah. Hope you want to sing hallelujah. Hope you want to make that commitment to do that every day. Every day of your life from now until eternity. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to ask the band if you guys could come up. And, uh, uh, and then uh, bring your Bibles with you because um, you'll need them. Because, uh, and can you, if you, haven't, if you haven't got this psalm open in front of you, it's page 632. We'll all need to have this, okay? So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest... Remember what I said near the beginning, uh, verse 1 is like Matt saying, praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to say, praise the Lord. Then I'd like everyone to say, praise the Lord, my soul. Then we'll go through uh, the psalm, saying it together. And at the end, praise the Lord. Uh, and then we're going to sing uh, our next two songs. Okay? So let me say, praise the Lord at the beginning. And then we respond and we praise God in said words. And then in sung words, let's stand and let's praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. 
Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord.